Yo, what's going on everybody? It is 3 p.m. on a Monday. That means it's a Monday mukbang time for another live stream. And today for the mukbang, uh, because I don't really have time to cook the things a lot before three o'clock these days, I'm just gonna go with something simple, some kettle chips. Salt and vinegar flavor. It's a flavor that I haven't had in a long time. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit more today, but I thought it would make for a pretty good kind of discussion. Although I'm thinking it through now, I think this is a very loud, crunchy chip. It's gonna be very hard to eat and like talk at the same time about this. And people listening, uh, you're just gonna hear a lot of crunching this whole time. So I'm letting you guys know if you guys just wanna skip to maybe like the next one. Uh, for those of you guys that are just listening, I, I, I would understand. It's gonna be, I think it's gonna get loud in here, but um, it'll be fun, I think. But happy Monday to everybody out there today. Hope you guys are doing well. Uh, looks like we got KCA here wanted to say hello what's going on uh plant power dan chris yao larry lawrence frank lahulier uh awesome good to see everybody back fam is here says he's got a bag of those uh the salt and vinegar chips in the pantry right now super solid chip it is i think figuratively and literally too it's a very crunchy chip so we'll, we'll get into that emma wilhelm is here says hey y'all happy monday uh and some of you guys are talking about i think over over ots overtraining syndrome is that what it is I'm not sure uh, about that, but we'll see. Um, but some of you guys are putting in some crazy miles, and that's awesome. I put in, I got 11 miles in today, and the leg wasn't feeling like super happy about it, even though I took like a, a rest day kind of yesterday with the bike. So we'll see. I think I need to, uh, as like I'm rebuilding the leg, so to speak, um, maybe need to back off on the mileage a little bit. Um, I mean, part of me is like just keep running through it it's fine and i'm able to run through it but like the runs aren't great i'm not enjoying them quite so much um so it's like why not just make them shorter to run to the point where they're not the knees not bothering me and then bike the rest of the time so i think that's i might do a little bit of that this week all right uh mark Rainey says kettle chips are delicious yeah they are they are curtis law says chips with a i don't know how you describe it like whenever people have to like read out what emojis say, like I'm like they have I feel like I feel like some of them are easy, like winky face is easy, right? But this one, Curtis Kurt is lost, says chips, and then it's kind of a smiley face with a peace sign next to it. So I don't, I don't know what like that emoji is. Peace emoji? But that I think people would think it'd be this or an actual peace sign emoji. So that's where it gets hard. How do you read these? Um C V seventy six says, Yo, what's going on? My mom says hello. Hey mom, how are you? Ryan Pauly is here. Sean Marshall, Lane Awesome. Um, JC says, hey, folks, it's going to be tough because he got no chips. Yeah, you're going to want chips by the end of this. I have, I have a feeling. Uh, Inna is saying, uh, hi to Kofuzi and everyone. Circuit training again tonight. And glutes have been activated. I've been doing a lot of the glute exercises. And someone sent me a link today um, from their like physical therapist who's been making like some videos and putting some content out about it, not on YouTube, but like on their like PT website, I think. Um, and it was talking about like, um, it's not normal to be unable to individually flex each buttock. And I was like, no, 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 that's backwards. That's highly unusual to be able to flex each of your buttock, like alternately, like to make them like do this, you know, like wink at you. I'm like, that's because like people have been telling me to do that. Like as you're walking, you can practice this while you're walking. Just clench each cheek on the side that you're walking. And that's a good way to practice. And I'm like, let me stop you right there. Who can do that? 
who can do that with their glutes? That's impossible. Um, so like everything you have to say after that, I can't listen to because your premise is wrong. But this PT is like, no, no, you should be able to do that. Uh, if you can't, that's the first thing that you should work on. And I'm like, what? So I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to have to do a little bit more research and figure that out. But let me put the question to you guys. Can you guys who are activating your glutes, or maybe the ones of you who are not, can you guys individually like flex each buttock? I, I don't think I could do that. And for those of you listening, I'm doing a hand motion with each side trying to like kind of pantomime, uh, but I'm not cupping it, but uh, I'm pantomiming what it would look like. I, I just don't, I don't think that there it's possible. JC says, Terry Crews can probably do that. That's what I'm thinking. Frank LaHulier can. Hmm. Larry Lawrence can. Plant Power Dan can, he says he can twerk with a winky face emoji. I appreciate that. Yeah, Jing, Jingning, Jingning Tang says, I can't even do pecs. I can't do pecs either. There was like a brief moment in time somewhere like my mid-20s where I was able to do that. I can't do that anymore. It was hard. I'd be like, you know, it'd be like, uh, you know, like when you meditate and you're like, oh, I'm in flow state. Um, it would be like that where it's like, as soon as you get it, it stops. So I'd be able to like do this with the pecs for like a second and then I would lose it. So I don't know. Tony Masias can do it. Oh, okay. So it, this must be a thing that everyone knows how to do. Not because like if Tony can do it, everyone can do it, but like everyone, uh, lots of people, um, lots of people are, are able to do it. Some people are not. Sean Marshall says I am ambigluted, so he can do that. Lainey A says I don't have that talent. Leona Wong says yes, it's possible. So, huh? I think that there's, I mean, there might be some cor like correlation there between people who can activate the glutes properly and the people that can clench each like glute individually. I I can't. Mm. Plant Power Dan says, I can do pecs. What we're really talking about is mind-muscle connection. Maybe. But I mean, if we're talking about glute activation too, that's, I mean, part of that is like the mind-muscle connection. That Because it's there. Like the whole premise with glute activation is not necessarily that you don't have that muscle. It's just not working right. So I got to use my mind to activate it, to turn it on, right? Something like that. J. Mike Remy says, for sure. He's on the twerk team. Hashtag twerk team. He can do it. Um, <laughs> Martha says yes she can lol but it does does it count if the upper leg muscles come into play maybe not visibly if not that changes the whole picture I'm, I don't know I'm not sure I, I don't know um, yeah Shannon, sa Shannon says I can play the booty bongos but I don't know about one at a time while walking yeah <laughs> Sebastian Rodriguez says Kofuzi how do I grow a sick mustache like that well I would say it takes about six months and just don't shave it. I mean, I do trim it. I'll either trim it cause it's getting like into my mouth. Um, and then I have a set of clippers that keeps it from getting really too long cause it's not getting any fuller, but it's getting long. And so like the trimmers I think are just kind of like keeping it at this kind of length and hoping that some other hairs will catch up. I don't know, that's how I do the mustache. I think that what I need to do though is also just shave, like completely shave all this other stuff. Just to bring out more contrast, I think. CA says, I'm jiggling them right now. That's so funny. <laughs> you know, I get a lot of, uh, a, lot of a, a comment that I see frequently is like, um, you know, my significant other just walked in and has no idea what's happening right now. Whether it's during this live stream or during like a video. And I feel like, you know, everyone right now 
individually flexing their butt cheeks, this is going to be a moment where everyone's significant other is going to come in, like open the door, and then just be like, oops, I didn't want to see that, and just close it back again. <laughs> uh, yeah, Mar Martha says there are 71 people flexing their buttocks. <laughs> uh, Sebastian Rodriguez says, how many running efficiency do I gain with mustache, bro? Uh, not a lot. It slows you down, if anything. Um, but if you're wearing a mask, it won't matter because the mask is going to cover it up. So that's cool. Uh, yeah. Jody Run says, good day, everyone. Awesome. What's going on, Jody? Um, Martha says, the stream has gotten into territories unforeseen before COVID. That's for sure. All right. Well, with that, I'm going to open up the bag of chips. And um, like on these bags of chips, there's this little part right here. If you've opened this kind of bag of chips before, you've seen it, where you can like kind of peel it open this way. I never like to open these bags of chips like that because then it creates like it open it like it's like a like a crack in the ice and once it like or a crack in your windshield like once it happens then the rest of the bag just eventually starts to fall apart so I always get scissors out and open these if I can if this size is big enough but a lot of times I'm getting these I'm getting like the single serving size or like the lunchtime size because I get them with lunch but since I haven't had like bought work lunch, I haven't worked, but I also haven't had work lunch in a while. I haven't had salt and vinegar chips. And we've only been buying like the chips that like my kids eat. So last, last time I, my wife was putting the grocery list together, I was like, get some salt and vinegar chips. That's good. My mouth was like watering as I was like talking about it. I'm playing by our dance. Maybe if it's for a party, you can open the entire side and lay it horizontally for easier access. Like a giant walking taco. That'd be pretty funny. Martha says she cuts those kinds of bags too and then clamp the leftovers to the clip. Yeah, that's the way you do it. Like That's what a normal person does. I used to live with a friend when I lived in St. Louis, one of my good friends, Dave. He had a very specific, and I would always like tease him about it. I would never like not do it the way he wanted chip bags to be closed, but he had a very precise and particular way that he wanted it closed, and I would give him a hard time for it every time. Mm. Yeah, it is crunchy. Chris, yeah, it says time to dump in some bean salsa, some sour cream. What does he say in there? Cherry cheese and sour cream. Yeah, I mean. This would be a giant walking taco. But let me get to a running question and then I'll tell you a story. But so Tony Hernandez asks, hey, what's a good running shoe for beginners? Could you help? Yeah, I would say uh, I like the Peg 37 right now from Nike. I like the Nova Blast from Asics. For beginners, uh, Ride 13 from Saucony is a really good one as well. Hoka Clifton 7. Um, so those are just a couple of different options for you there. So those are the ones that, shoes that are in the daily trainer category. I think that's a great place to start for beginners because you're going to do a little bit of everything in them. Um, it's not super um, specific towards one task. So that's those are all really great daily trainers. Uh, Chris McLean says, you're posh co-opening crisps with scissors. Yeah, I mean, here, well, because, like, if you open it by that side piece, then you'll get, like, a, a like a, a tear down the side of the bag. 
And I can always tell when my, like, I, I, I tease my wife because whenever she's in the kitchen, a lot of packages are just, like, ripped open, it seems. And I tease her. I'm like, hey, I think there's been a bear in the kitchen. Look at all these boxes and packages. They're just, like, ripped open. She's like, I just had a hard time getting it open. And I'm like, well, we got scissors. We got, like, kitty scissors all over the place. So we've always got scissors or some sort of opening tool. You're in the kitchen. It's a room full of knives so you can do that too so we always have like it's just funny i kind of tease give her a hard time about it but the thing the first time i ever saw that kind of opening mechanism for the bag people did open it by and like you pulled it and instead of like pulling open like a little ridge and so then you can open it more they would just rip it all the way down the side the first time i saw that was in korea and this was back in like the early 90s and in korea the size of the chips bags were Back in the 90s, remember Doritos bags were like this big that had six chips inside. And that's what you got in your school lunch or you could buy it at like the school cafeteria. And then there was like the regular size of bag, right? Um, in Korea, they sold like this intermediate size. And whenever people opened the bag, they would just do the thing and rip it all the way down. And they would open it and eat it kind of like walking taco style. And I was like, whoa, 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 what, what are you doing here? Yes, that bag of chips is small. But like if there's any leftovers, how, what are you going to do with that? You've just destroyed the bag other times people would like open chips like the regular way and then along the back seam like the back seam here they would just continue like separating it apart until you had like it's like open like platter of chips and i was like what 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 are you doing there's how are you gonna put those back in there you can't re-glue that don't you realize that and they'd be like there's not gonna be leftover what do you mean leftovers we're just gonna eat these and so it like blew my mind that like um, it was a bigger size like meant for sharing for two people, but that was like the most common size of chip bag. It, I just it it didn't I think it, like the way that people were eating chips over there were different. Like it was something that was like you know in the afternoon should we have a snack? What should we have for a snack? Chips. Look at these new chips I got from the store. We'll eat the entire bag this one sitting. Whereas like in the U.S. it's like you either have the little bag that you would eat. Or you would have the big bag and you would eat some out of it and then you would close the bag up, but you had like a bigger bag to pull from. So it was just different. And I, it never occurred to me that there could be other sizes that would suit different like eating styles, I guess. But yeah, that was a long story about chips, but and not a lot of payoff, I guess. But it really blew my mind. But now when you get shinamyun, you open it the same way. You like tear it along the side and you open it sideways and then you could pull out like the puck of uh, ramen noodles. So it's a very versatile opening mechanism. And now, these these days, whenever my kids have like fruit snacks or gummy bears, I open it that way and I open it on the side because they got little hands and they can't reach all the way down to the bottom if you open it like the top way, like open it like that. So that if you do it on the side, they can actually reach inside and get everything. So it's been pretty useful. I spent a lot of time apparently thinking about snacks. <laughs> uh, all right, someone said, um, can you wash this down? with Pedialyte. I think you can. Um, I think a lot of people do use Pedialyte as like a sports drink. Um, I'm familiar with Pedialyte uh, as something that you give to kids who are vomiting a lot or have a lot of diarrhea. I don't think I've ever drank it. We have Pedialyte in our house back in Chicago. We bought a whole bunch of like, the, you can get them in like little sleeves, like the crystal light sleeves, where you just like pour it into like a water bottle. And I think we also have Oh, wait, I did drink a whole bunch of bottles of Pedialyte, though, because at one point we bought them. It was like an orange flavor. 
And then uh, I was like, this is taking up a lot of space in our house and no one's sick right now, so I'm just going to drink these. So that was fine. Um, Plant Power Dan says, I need a Nova Blast versus Ride 13 video. I might be able to do that. We'll have to see. I feel like I'm a very a little wary of running in the Sauconies again. We'll, 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 I'll try to do it. Um, Chris Dyke said, the only problem I have with the Kettle brand is sometimes the bottom uh, pools with oil and the chips are soaked. Yeah, they're a little extra flavorful at the bottom, though. I don't know about soaked. I'm not sure I had that. But Chris, it happened to him last week with the jalapeno. Clark Yap says, I use my SL20 for my daily trainer now. Um, which sound is it? Is it this one? It's this one. There it is. Sorry, I messed it up. I thought I'd try to have them like ready for you guys to be faster on it. And then I ended up messing up. Sorry. But Clark, that's cool that you're using the SL20 as a daily trainer. I think it works. It's not the softest for daily training, but you could do it. That's a crunchy chip. Um, Jim McRemy says, this is normally the time of year that I start planning races for the next year. And that's a, a crying emoji. Not a crying with a tear emoji. But more like an ugly cry emoji. Just trying to be descriptive of the emojis. Um, and he says, a mountain of sadness has washed over me. I can I can relate to that because I've been looking at a lot of people's, or I'm not intentionally, but it's just in my Instagram feed. A lot of people did like virtual Boston over the weekend. And it, it, uh, it brought up like a lot of like feelings. Because I was like, wow, a lot of people's families like, had very elaborate like water stations for their family members or like had finish lines with like tape to run through, usually like toilet paper to run through. And I thought that, oh, that's really cool. That's a lot of effort. But then I was like, it's so much effort for a virtual race. It seems a little bit silly. But then I was like, but it's not silly. It's the opposite of silly. It makes more sense than like sending your thoughts and prayers to your loved one who traveled like a thousand miles away to go run a race that you're never going to see. And I was like, which one is better? I'm not sure. For the runner, the Boston Marathon real life is better. But for the runner in the context of like a family unit and a friend unit, like not a friend unit, but like the friendship structure, the virtual one is better. Unless your friends were going to go with you to Boston. But, I don't know, I had a lot of emotions, not emotions, but like, hmm, weirdnesses, like those are interesting thoughts and feelings uh, about it. So I think I can understand what you're talking about. I'm not sad about it. Um, I didn't do a virtual Boston Marathon. I didn't, had no desire to do one. But, um, yeah, maybe I should have. I don't know. Ah. <sighs> Plant Power Dan says, I need to buy the SL20s. I feel like to be a part of this club, it's not required, but suggested. And it's $66 on Amazon. The the price is just mind-boggling. I don't understand why. Like they're, It's like they're basically giving them away. Mm. Daniel M says, leftovers are for quitters um, in terms of chips. Yeah, but um, 
I, I'm a generally a big fan of leftovers. And I am also like, uh, when I eat a bag of chips, and this makes me sound like I'm very compo- like uh, obsessive. And I, I suppose I am. But one thing that I distinctly remember doing growing up, and I don't know if my mom even is aware of this, but I think my sister and I have had these conversations with my mom. My mom's here. That's why I'm bringing it up. But um, that she's like kind of aware. But uh, I was a little bit of a food hoarder growing up. Like, cause my mom never bought like lots of delicious snacks. She never bought, she never bought candy and she never had, we never had soda in the house. And so, um, whenever those things did come in the house, I always kind of like savored them and I wouldn't like, I mean, there's two ways a kid would go about it. Like if you never have like baby Ruth's or other chocolate bars, the baby Ruth's are one of my favorite in the house. And all of a sudden there's like two bag fulls of candy size or like fun size for Halloween. The kid will either eat them all at once or self-ration themselves and eat like one a day so they can have 60 days worth of it i was the second camp and so when we would eat chips um i would always make sure when you eat them and you get close to the end of the bag leave stop so you have enough so that way the next time you go to the bag you feel like you've had at least like a serving of of chips is that just me does anyone else do that Martha says, I even carefully cut the tear line on bags with Ziplocs. Because if you don't, the Ziplocs don't always work. Am I compulsive? That I mean, maybe. But I do that. I'm, I'm careful about that too. And I'm also careful with how I open like packaging that has like a, a, like a Ziploc type thing built into it. Because a lot of times what happens is the Ziploc part, the adhesive doesn't stick. The, the Ziploc is adhesive to itself, but not to the bag. And so then it'll open but not because the Ziploc has released. That part will still be stuck to each other, but now you've got a hole because the Ziploc part, the adhesive to the bag has lost, and now you just got a hole in your bag. That drives me insane. <laughs> Lots of little things. Um, Anna Robert Running says, Hi, Kofuzi. What gimbal do you use for your GoPro on your runs? Which one do you recommend, and any thoughts on the new GoPro Hero 9? I don't run with a gimbal anymore. I never liked running with gimbals. It's a lot of things that you have to worry about battery. Well, it's one other thing you have to worry about a battery for. But when it's off, things are just like flopping around all over. So you have to find a way to hold it very specifically when you're running. And uh, it gets uncomfortable. And I usually put everything in slow motion. So I don't really need the gimbal. Um, so I don't, I don't use a gimbal when I run. Uh, which one do I recommend? Uh, it's been a while since I've run with a, like a GoPro gimbal, but Feutech makes really good ones. And uh, yeah, I think Feutech are the only gimbals that I've run with. I don't know if Jian makes a GoPro gimbal. I know they make my my regular gimbal for like this size camera, like a big camera, is a Jian Crane uh, a gimbal, and that that one works well. I like that one, but. Um, Feotech makes a lots of really good and pretty cheap GoPro gimbals. Thoughts on the GoPro Hero 9? I haven't even looked at the promo video yet. I saw it like kind of the ad for it, it as I was like downloading GoPro footage from my GoPro this morning. I meant to do that, but just the day really flew by. Um, a lot of stuff with the girls in school and tr- trying to get into that routine and stuff. And so I didn't have any even chance to, to look at it yet. I did tweet about it. I had time to tweet about it, how like... Uh, the, and the tweet was like, 
Yeah, I don't I don't know if I even I'm not even excited about the GoPro Hero 9 because there aren't any fall marathons. So like I don't have like a big event to bring it to. So I'm like, am I even going to get it? I don't know. I probably will. But um, Let's see. Uh, PK Mania from India says, hi. Awesome. Martha says she had no desire to do the virtual Boston Marathon either. Um, for one thing, Jay McGrimmie was going to cook for us in Boston. Well, his, sub well, his suburb that rhymes with America. Anyway, yeah. I don't, yeah, it's a, I can understand a lot of the people that are, why they're doing it, but it just was, it didn't, it wasn't for me. Um, all right, let's see. Jennifer Herring says, yes, it was my first marathon that my mom was there at the finish and it was so special to me. See that, that winks a lot of sense to me. I like it. I like that. Um, yeah. Mm, MC1796 says, Hey, Kofuzi, what do you think about a Nova Blast inspired carbon plated shoe? Asics went the low profile route with the Meta Racer, but uh, Flight Foam Blast with a plate sounds awesome. I agree. Uh, Ed and I talked about that in our uh, 100 mile review video. Ed, Bud, and I did a like a Zoom review together on it. And I think that uh, that would be very interesting because squishy but responsive plus carbon, I think that's like the formula, right? Big stack height and it works. Um, but it seems like all the FF blast shoes that ASICS is making seem to be like uh, a really compelling stripped down budget version of the Nova Blast. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not what I want. Don't give me a more expensive version if that's what they need to do to make, to sell them. Give me a performance, like give me a speed performance version of the Nova Blast. Strip down the upper, Give me some FF Blast with either a plate or maybe some Dynaflight, uh, which I think the Road Blast kind of is. But like, you know, give it, give me, don't cut corners on it to make it cheaper. Strip things down to make it more performance oriented. That's what I want next from FF Blast and Asics. That's what I think. Uh, Emma Wilhelm says, there was a big group doing virtual Boston in Dallas out at the lake. They had drinks and bananas and went out every mile or so was thrown off by the crowd and defeats the purpose of virtual. I, I agree with that, especially in Texas where, you know, things are not going well uh, in terms of social distancing already. So I feel like that definitely defeats the purpose of virtual. And I would, you know, like, I don't think the Boston Marathon is going to be like, you know, you know, wagging fingers at people. But I just, uh, I don't know. I saw, you know, some people that I follow in Chicago they put like something together and there was a whole, there's like a, a crew of people running together the entire time, which is endearing. And I understand the point. Um, but they are people that are not bubbling together. So like, I don't love that idea, but that's what they want to do. I'm sure they'll be fine, but I, it's not for me. That's why I don't like a lot of virtual things. I don't like virtual things that it's like, it's going to put a lot of people out at the same time. If it's like a small virtual thing, love it. But if it's a big virtual thing where it's like like Boston, where everyone's gonna be out there, or people like in Boston, where or that are running the route, like I'm, I don't really like that. Uh, Philip Bourne says, Michael, as you're wearing glasses, what about when you're out running? Are you running with contact lenses or just without anything? If without anything, worried about tripping over a route or so? Uh, I can't run without glasses on. I I won't even make it. I I probably wouldn't even make it to the end of the driveway. 
I can't see. So I have contacts in when I run. Sebastian Rodriguez says, is kettle chips a good source of carbon fiber in my diet? Nope. But it is a good source of electrolytes for after your long run. Super salty. I normally bring noon for the live stream, but today it's just water because I'm like, I'm going to have plenty of salt. Tony Hernandez asks, once I start getting better, would the Nike Zoom Fly 3 be a good switch from the Peg 37s? Uh, I, I wouldn't think of it as you need to be better to run in that shoe. The Zoom Fly 3 for me is a shoe that I like for long, fast runs. So it's a specific kind of like workout shoe. So um, I frequently make like the analogy to like uh, golf clubs. So think of the daily trainer as like your five iron. You could use it. I mean, you could probably play nine holes. You play terrible nine holes, but you could probably play nine holes with just like a five iron and a putter. Um, it's pretty versatile. It does a little bit of everything. The uh, Zoom Fly 3 is more like a one, a one wood or a three wood, you know, something like that. It's a little bit more specialized. And you only use it for certain times. You, don't, you wouldn't want to use that for like an approach shot, you know. It's been a long time since I played golf. So like that's I think I've exhausted my golf vocabulary at the moment. But that's kind of how I see it. So there, it'd be two shoes that you would have at the same time where most of the days you run the Peg 37. And then on like your workout days, that's when you'd bust out the um, Zoom Fly 3. John Gibbs says, good evening, sir, from Scotland time. Awesome. He says, another GoPro question. Just got a hair weight. I have the basic kit, but what are your must-have accessories? Uh, I have two must-have accessories for the GoPro. One is an extendable selfie stick. I don't know where mine is. It's not, it's not reachable right now. And the other is a little alligator clip. They call them like backpack clips. Uh, they, they clip on and then they rotate a little bit. So you could put them on like a backpack strap and rotate it down so that like, the camera would shoot out. I don't ever use it on a backpack, but it makes a nice, really good stubby. Or if you need to set it down on something, you could set it down and like tilt the camera up to look at you. Super versatile. That one's like six or seven bucks. Just look up alligator clip GoPro on Amazon and you'll find it. And then extendable selfie stick. Usually ones that are like 37 inches or so, I think is what the length is. Those are the only two that I really ever use. I have a car mount and I have a, you know, uh, like a quarter 20 converter mount kind of thing to put it so I could put on a tripod or anything that you know that a camera would go on um, like a mini tripod like this thing that I have the microphone on you know but really I only need the extendable selfie stick and the uh, alligator clip for the longest time I only really used the alligator clip so Plant Power Dan said FOD Runner was talking about his dream shoe being a carbon plated Nova Blast I could see that because he loved the Nova Blast and he ran fast in it really well and he really enjoyed running fast in it, which I didn't love. Um, but I feel like Andy right now, I don't know what he's been doing, but he's amazing. And um, I know what he's been doing. He's been doing like 12-mile runs with 1,000 feet of gain like every other day. 
but he's been running like for him to not like a shoe like it's got to be terrible because he's at the point right now his running is insane and i feel like any shoe he runs in is gonna he's gonna be able to run fast in because he's just running really great let's see um joey del rosario says kofuzi do you still do any resistance training how often were you lifting against your amongst your runs These days, I did get a resistance band, and I use it to do, like, sideways walking to work on activating my medial glutes. It really hurts, like, the part of my butt that's right over my hip socket. So I do that, and then I also use it for my hip thrusts or glute bridges. I don't remember the difference, which is which. But I put them so I, that my knees are out, putting outward a little bit of tension. I think that m makes it harder for your hamstrings to take over, I think. So I do that. Um, other than that, I do body weight exercises, squats, single leg lunges, lateral lunges, reverse lunges, um, single leg deadlifts. I call them supermans because the way I do them, I like put my arms out. And then um, I'm trying to put the like the like the pistol leg squat back into it. And I realized I stopped doing it because it would really hurt my knee, like in a very painful, different kind of painful kind of way. And I think it's because my leg and my all my leg muscles were so out of alignment and so like quirky that it put a, a crazy amount of strain on my kneecap to do those pistol single leg pistol or all pistol squats or single leg but anyway i've been reincorporating them now after having done all those strength exercises for like a couple of weeks and i can kind of do them so i've been bringing those back a little bit too right now I do my leg strength routine every other day, and I do the glute exercises every day. I think eventually I'll probably switch to doing every other day. Like one is the, the overall leg routine, and the next day is glutes, and then kind of go back and forth. That's probably what I think I'll do. Um, Bart Osh says, Hey Mike, World Athletics wants to make the World Half Marathon Championships the biggest half marathon ever by launching a corresponding virtual run on the same date, October 17th. Registration is FOC. I don't know what FOC means, but that sounds pretty cool. And I feel like um, I'm, I'm pretty excited about the World Half Marathon Championships. I feel like um, it's an event that I'd like to focus a little bit more on. I think it suits me a little bit better than the marathon because I'm not disciplined and smart enough to run a marathon. Well, I can run it okay, but I just frequently get myself into trouble. And I kind of naturally want to run more like half marathon speed anyway, so I feel like I should lean into that. I want to run a lot more half marathons. So that's interesting. I'm not sure that I want to do like a, a big virtual run in the biggest half marathon event ever, but I'm very intrigued by the idea. Let's see. Ben I said, did I miss mukbang? No, I'm just got chips. They're good. These are so good. I miss them so much. I remember the first time I had them, I had the Lay's version, which I decided now I hate Lay's. I detest Lay's chips, all of them, because they're all so incredibly thin. So it's basically eating crunchy grease 
all, for all the chips that you eat of them. I'm not saying if I had a bag in front of me, I wouldn't eat like the whole thing right now, but I just don't like it. And the salt and vinegar from and the the Lay's brand tastes like um, like what I imagine. Like it, I well, I mean, I'm sure it was, but it seems like it was concocted from like jars on the shelf of a food scientist. So not like let's make some chips, let's add salt and vinegar to it, and like deconstruct that flavor and figure out how do we mass produce this in a way that's cost effective but still delicious. I feel like they were like, all right, take. Uh, UB372, two drops of that, and then X5917, and then like another vial of this, drop, 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 and then mix it around and be like, hmm, that kind of reminds me of salt and vinegar. Chip, done. I feel like that's how they make those. And I think it's gross. And the first time I ever had them was when I was, I think it was in high school maybe when I had the my first salt and vinegar chip. And I opened up the bag and I was like, cause someone was like, you gotta have these. These are really good chips. I think it was in high school. Because in high school, we'd have a period between the end of school and the beginning of track practice where um, if you needed to be in an extracurricular activity or needed to get tutored or just needed time to get your homework done, you could do that. So you had a built-in amount of time. And what we would frequently do is just go to the vending machine and eat chips. Uh, then we, when we could drive, then we would drive to McDonald's and then come back and, eat and, and run our workouts on a full belly of McDonald's. But um, So I've always been this way. But uh, and someone was like, you got to try these salt and vinegar chips. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'm a chip connoisseur. Of course I will try them. So I tried them. I opened up the bag, and it smells like feet. I eat a chip, and it tastes like feet. And I was like, this is disgusting. I don't know why anyone eat this. And then I think I did eat the whole bag. But I was like, but these are gross. I'm going to eat them, but they're gross. I think it took me a couple of years before I ate another bag of salt and vinegar chicks, chips. And I think it might have been a bag of this, the Kettle brand one, that that I came back to because, and I think it might've been even my wife that brought me back to salt and vinegar chips. Cause she was a big fan of them. She always has been. And I think if I recall correctly, she was like, Hey, should we get a bag of these? I think we were buying groceries one day. Maybe it was a road trip. I don't know. We did a lot of driving when we were dating. Uh, cause we met in St. Louis. She lived in Chicago and her family's here in Iowa. So, a lot of time driving. So we probably bought a bag of chips for one of those. And I was like, yeah, I like salt and vinegar chips. I was lying. But I was like, sure. And I actually like these. So, yeah. That's how I came back to these, I think. If I'm, I'm going to have to ask her about that. I get a confirmation. Private Dan says, a good alternative to pistol squats is single leg box sits. They're also much easier to add resistance to. I mean, Dan, I think that's kind of what I'm doing. So, like, the pistol leg the pistol squats were like hard for me to figure out balance wise. And I felt like ways I was trying to add balance to myself, like having a chair nearby made it too easy and I was cheating. So essentially what I did was I would kind of like sit down slowly onto like the stairs, but with one leg and having the other leg kicked out. So if that's a box sit, I'm not sure, but, um, that's kind of what I've been doing. And then like the sitting up part, I try not to like use too much core. I try not to get too much momentum involved. I lean forward enough just so that way then my leg has something to push off on. So that's what I've been doing for like, I don't do that regularly, but I've been doing it and I'm finding that I'm getting much better at it. The left side is way easy. The right side, it's like impossible and I'm getting there. So I feel like hmm, progress, even if it's just a balance progress, like, like neurons are firing that I'm getting more balanced. Maybe that's what it is, but I think I am getting stronger. 
So I don't know. But I like I like that exercise. Alright. B Doc says Boulder Canyon malt vinegar and sea salt are pretty great. I don't think I've ever had Boulder Canyon chips before. Hmm. Tyler eats like sweet potato chips. I'm a fan, but I just feel like they don't get the same level of crisp. Like I, I love the what I love about kettle chips is that they're just so crunchy. Right. <laughs> Ben Y says, is salt and vinegar not a standard flavor in the U.S.? It's everywhere here in the U.K. I don't remember seeing salt and vinegar flavored anything until I was, like, in high school. So I think that it's pretty common around here now. But, like, it's not people's, like, people, I don't think people grew up eating it. Maybe I'm wrong, guys, but maybe just my family, we didn't grow up eating it. Because it's not something that, like, Korean people know. I'll tell you that. So maybe that's what it is, but... Now I really enjoy it. I particularly enjoy that my kids hate it. It's not like a flavor that kids like. So I, when we buy them, I know that me, my wife and I are actually going to get to eat them. Whereas when we buy Doritos, I hardly ever get any of them. Andy, FOD Runner says, crisps are my weakness. I mean, chips for you a lot in the U.S. I can devour bags at a time, Doritos especially. Andy, how do you, when you know you're going to open the entire bag, how do you open it? Or if you're going to eat the whole thing, how do you open it? Do you open it at the top? Or do you go with like a sideways rip and eat it sideways? That's what, I, that's what I'm confused about. How do people do it when they know they're going to take, take down the whole thing? Plantpire Dan says, I can eat pounds of plantain chips of any flavor or variety. Who's with me? That is good. Ed Chan asks, are there ketchup chips there? Um, there are, but they're not that popular. They're more of like in that novelty flavor. For a while, I feel like chip brands were like, we don't know what to make anymore. So I feel like every company had like a, you make the flavor contest. And so like you would like email them or enter a form or something. And you would say like, I want like sriracha honey, you know, or I want like, pork barbecue you know flavor and so like and then ketchup was like one that was like and they had like a, a tournament and people could vote on which ones they wanted and like ketchup went deep into the rankings i feel like although i'm like that's like already a thing i know that's a thing um let's see chrissy says plantain chips with salt and lime that's a, that's a tasty tasty treat Louis Becerra eats Dorito with sour cream. That's my go-to. That, that's genius. I've never eaten them that way. I always feel like it's a waste to like put something on a flavored chip. I feel like, no, the company's already done the work. You know, you just eat it that way. You know, if it's a plain chip, then I'll add stuff to it. Like I wouldn't eat like Doritos and like bean dip. You know. FOD Runner says, giving us the news we want, and you got the exclusive here. When he opens a big bag of chips, or a bag of chips, he's going to eat the whole thing. He opens at the top, down the side, out into a big bowl, and just plow through the bowl. Oh, okay. So you go into the bowl. That's how my wife does it. She always puts them in a bowl. 
And I'm just like, can we dispense with the bowl? I'm going to eat this. <laughs> and she's like, we're not animals. I'm like, well, you're not an animal. But I want to eat these Tostitos. <laughs> Tony Macias, he's <laughs> muting every time I eat a chip. And you wait till I swallow. Sorry about that. I know it's going to be super crunchy and loud. Um, Daniel M says there's a new vegan Im imitation flaming hot Cheeto called Pitos. Not bad. Um, I have had those like pea chips before. The pea, like pea, like peas, P E A. They're not bad. I like those. Um, what's really confusing to me are like keto chips. A lot of keto foods are very confusing to me. I don't understand them at all. It's very strange. I mean, I get it, but it's kind of weird. Oh, JP says, Zappa Voodoo Chips are the truth. Those are so good. I love those. I miss those because the only time I ever get them is when I go to um, Potbelly's. It's a, for those of you who aren't familiar, it's a chain that started in the Midwest, basically toasted subs, and they're really good, and um, they have a good variety of chips. Salt and vinegar chips are pretty good there, too, uh, from the Zappa brand, but the Voodoo Chips are like, it's like kind of like barbecue, but spicy. It's really, really good. I kind of always, like when I eat one bag, I'm like, I wish I had just bought two bags. But that that is definitely a good chip. Uh, ben Y says, sometimes I eat crisps with chopsticks so I don't get my fingers dirty. I can understand that. So then, Ben, when you eat the chips, though, do you have you ever considered opening up the entire bag to make yourself like a, a grease-free like entry to the chips? I feel like... Like, those are two ideas that, like, go hand in hand, I feel like. <laughs> and as Dunbar says, I've never opened a bag like the ways ever. I've never done that for a big bag of chips, but I've done it for small bags of chips. But the way that these bags open, and I won't bring them over here because it's going to be super crunchy and loud. But the way that, like, they have, like, the little, like, notch in the top to open it, it lends itself to opening it sideways. So, yeah. Joy Del Rosario says, why did you move to Iowa again? I missed some episodes in between. Last I remember you lived in Chicago. Is Iowa permanent? Uh, we're in Iowa with my in-laws. Uh, we left Chicago because, like, the day that the stay-at-home order was lifted. Because so we were, like, being in Chicago during a pandemic of a communicable airborne disease is uh, not fun. Uh, all the things that are great about Chicago are closed. And then you're left with, like, oh, my apartment's small. We have an elevator building with a lot of people. Um, we have to walk to get our groceries. Like all those things that are like pleasant when like, um, you know, there's museums and the lakefront and all that to go to. Uh, then you're left with all the only downsides. So we're like, let's go somewhere where the kids can stretch their legs. Uh, we could also be with grandma and grandpa. So we sequestered ourselves for a couple weeks in Guttenberg. Then we came over here. And now my daughter's school is all virtual, so we don't have to go back yet. So we're just going to still kind of, you know, weather the storm here for a little while longer. I don't know how much longer, but we'll see. Um, and Jay says, whatever you do, never double dip. This whole conversation is such a Seinfeld episode. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah. Chris Dyke says, of course now I'm going for a bag of chips. The stream is undefeated. All right, everybody mute. Okay, you can come back now. Um, running for my best life says, I just started watching some of your earlier videos. It's so cool to see the physical difference from then to now. I think you look younger now. It's been weird. It's been quite a roller coaster. 
because I've been looking at some of the older videos too. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I never started running up again, um, for a weight loss or to look different. I just ran started running. Um, and then I liked running a lot more, more than I had ever previously liked running. And I'm just keeping doing that. And, uh, yeah, it's ended up with some changes. I'm not sure that I look younger. I definitely look different. Hmm. All right, let's do a couple more, and then I gotta get going for today. Uh, Alfred Corgan, would you go with the Nike Zoom Flight Three or Adidas SL Twenty for tempo days? SL Twenty for sure. Um, someone was mentioning earlier that Kettle is owned by Campbell, which I think is great. Have you ever had salt and vinegar chips with some Campbell's tomato soup? It's a pretty good combo, or any soup. I mean, I love this these chips with soup because then, like, because they're a thicker and crunchier chip, you can dip them into your soup. And if you got like a chowder, you got like a little edible spoon. It's great. Um, but I bring that up because someone said, uh, my cow says kettle started its UK production in a former shoe factory in Norwich, England. And I wonder what shoes. <laughs> That's a great follow-up question. I wonder what shoes what was it? Oh, amazing. Um, <laughs> uh, it's so funny. Um, all right. J. Mike Remy says, we are making the Kofuzi move this weekend. All virtual work and need help with the kids. Oh, man. It, it, I, I recommend it to more people. It's really, I mean, ever since I had kids, I've been thinking, oh, it's kind of good to live near family. Um, or it would be nice to live closer to family. But um, especially with, with now, like, I think it's great. Because then also it was just like, I felt like my in-laws were getting bored. And, like, here, everyone acts like things are normal. And so I was just like, mm, well, maybe if we're there, we'll be a reminder to them that, like, don't act like things are normal because things are not normal. Um, and in Iowa, like, cases are skyrocketing because everyone's um, tired of living in fear or whatnot. And so um, not that my in-laws would have succumbed to that, but I feel like gradually when the entire community acts differently, it kind of wears on you. So we're kind of like staying the course, all six of us together. And so it's been good. I, I mean, I think it's great. Uh, I think it's working out really well. I couldn't, it's a fantastic situation. So, yeah. Um, all right. All right. I think um, I think that's a good place to end it for today. That was a positive note. J. Mike Grammy, good luck with the move. I I hope that there's plenty of space for you guys because I think then otherwise it's an, a, an enjoyable experience. I hope that my kids just remember this as the time that we lived with grandma and grandpa for a while and it was awesome and they played with the dog and then they had my parent, my grandparents bought them, their grandparents, my in-laws bought them a swing set and they had like a swing set, their own swing set. Like I hope that's what they remember from all this time. They probably won't will remember other stuff too, but I hope that's what they remember and I hope the same for you and your family. All right. Uh, that's it for today. Uh, I gotta put, I gotta go put these chips away now, which is a whole, maybe that'll be the topic of tomorrow's episode, but I'm gonna put these chips away. And then, uh, we got, I think we need to find a couple more pumpkins because we're doing that, but that's, what's on the plate for me today. And then tomorrow's video, we'll be talking about some bicycling and then we'll do another live stream trivia Tuesday. I think we might do another Amazon. What is that kind of thing? So that, that we might be doing round two of that. We'll see, I have to go look to see if I have enough pictures for it. But 
All right. That's all I got for today, everybody. Hope you guys are being safe out there. I'll see you in the next one. Thanks.